Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121. Or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Reinagel. I'm Jason Minix. John McClain, the general the legend, the jokester, joining us now on the <laughs> Buyers Barricades guest line. John, I know you're have funny. You guys seen, have you guys seen that? Well, I mean, yeah, I've seen that a couple of times. I appreciate you texting uh-huh. that to me. Uh-huh. Um, he did. Uh, McLean just sent me, and if you're watching on YouTube, I'll, I'll I'll put my phone up there. You could see what McLean just. I'll sent just me. tell him what it says. There you go. A, report, a reporter asked Roger Staubach this week if his 1977 team could beat the current Cowboys, and Roger said yes, but the score would be close, maybe 10-7. And the writer said, "Well, why such a close score?" And Roger said, well, most of us are in our 70s and 80s. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious yeah. and true. And I'm guessing that reporter was John McClain. <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't bring up that, uh, the fact that since the Texans have been in business, they have more playoff victories <laughs> than the Cowboys. <laughs> You know, I mean, you know, and that's fair, John. But, you know, how long have the Texans been around? 22 years? Yep. Yeah, in the first years. 22 years of the Cowboys, they actually won a couple of Super Bowls in their first they 21. Won more, they won more than two. In about, what, 50% of the population wasn't born the last time they well, won don't, there. Don't bring facts into a good story. I mean, you're going to talk about, you know, what the Cowboys have done in the same length of time. You know, because okay, the Texans are old enough to drink. By the Cowboys, they were old enough to drink. And even at the current drinking age, not the drinking age back then, that's a franchise that had won Super Bowls. Okay, you guys, I'm going to guess both of you, and you just say yes or no. Are you glad they brought back McCarthy? No. Y- yes. Well, that's good. Then you also have a lot of spirited debate this week. <laughs> I know. You know. And I think the surprise the, the is the Cowboy is, hater said yes, and the Cowboy fan said no. Well, if you think about it, say there was all this talk about Bill Belichick. Bill would have come in there, he changed the whole defense. Now, a lot of people say, well, they need to change the defense after that performance. You know, they had a bad game. They got outcoached. They got outplayed. For some reason, Dan Quinn decided to play more zone than man, and and I'm guessing Dan's not going to get a job after that performance, (laughs) and he'll be back. And so I think that I thought it was wise of Jerry Jones to wait before he made an emotional decision, they'll be good again in regular season. The key is, and this was a hallmark of those Cowboys Super Bowl teams, they could, if they if, when they got in the playoffs, if they were underdogs, which they were early on, and they were in the first one uh, during the Aikman era when uh, they played Buffalo, when they were underdogs, they could, 
excel and win and make pressure plays in pressure situations. And they were, if they were favored, they made sure to not get upset. And they always seemed to play their best in those playoff games and Super Bowls. And if they didn't play the best, they were able to overcome their mistakes. And this current Cowboy team, and we've seen it before from Dak Prescott, just too, too often he, he wills in playoff games, and that's not good. Nope. You know, Troy Aikman, Roger Staubach, those guys, C.J. Stroud. Excel. Well, I'm not talking about Stroud. He had won anything <laughs> except one playoff. He didn't game, wilt but, in a playoff uh, game. No, he didn't. And and so those. I don't know how you get a guy to do that. Some of it's confidence. Somebody's got to build up his confidence because you guys know, Cowboys could go 17 and 0 next season, but when they're getting in the playoffs, fans across the country are going to hold their breath. Because they don't trust them, and they got to earn back that trust. How do they do it? I don't know. Mainly, maybe they need to have. It doesn't matter if they get home field advantage. I picked them to blow out the Packers, like most did, and that was I was astonished. And I've been watching the Cowboys since the first game they played, in 1960, and I have never seen them have a meltdown like that because they were at home where they're great favored high scoring and it was like imposters got their uniforms took over the coaches and just went out there and had one of the worst performances in football history you know john i think the cowboys were reading the same thing and thinking the same thing you were and they just didn't show up but you're right about dak and we've been talking about that a lot he, he just looked rattled and, and and a little bit scared on the other, and, I, and I say C.J. Stroud because I was impressed with that young man in that playoff game uh, against Cleveland. He does not look rattled, does not look scared, and maybe he's just too young to know any better. And that could be. And I don't think Dak Prescott's scared. I think he's confused. I think what the Packers were doing confused him. And a lot of times you're looking at your game plan or what you thought you were going to see, and that's not what you're seeing. And you have to be able to make quick adjustments. And you have to make sure you do it from the pocket, and you have to. And if you don't, you're destined for doom. And Stroud was going up against number one defense, number one pass defense, and he just he shredded them. He, he threw, he, they called off the dogs in the second half when they had the two pick sixes. No time many yards he would have thrown for if he'd have been able to throw in the second half. And that was those big plays. How many times you see tight ends averaging 57 yards per catch? <laughs> they had two catches, 76 yard, 37 yard touchdowns. It was it was just amazing. And now, you know, they're nine and a half point underdogs at Baltimore. I'm sure they're going to lose. And then people will be disappointed because that'll be a fifth loss in the divisional round playoff game on the road in team history. If they could pull off an upset. And I just sent in a column that'll be posted on sportsradio610.com, no paywall, about this an upset would give Houston their first appearance in an AFC championship game since the Oilers in 1979. Wow. That's how long it's been now. I, I picked them to get beat by seven. I picked them to get beat by four by the Browns. I've had people, please, please don't pick us. You'll jinx us. That's <laughs> okay. I won't. And I expect the Ravens to win the game, but after it's over, no matter what the score, people are going to look back on this season and get so excited about the offseason and the next season, but 
schedule is going to be a little tougher when you're playing that first place schedule yeah. and you're you're at, you're out of conference game for number 17 this year was Arizona next year it's going to be a trip to Arlington yeah it's uh, and that that could be a, a, a awful lot of fun wow, next yeah, year yeah it will be in Arlington I Tell want them to put I want them to put it on Thanksgiving that'd be fun that would be yeah I, I'd, I'd be I, I mean be? absolutely and you know I I wouldn't be surprised though too when you think about the Cowboys next year is Carolina's got that game in Munich. I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys get one of those. Uh, John, is we, we just had Wade Phillips in studio um, from like 4.30 to 5, and he talked about losing to Baltimore with T.J. Yates, thinking, you know, if, if we, he says, I, he, he said, I tell Matt Schaub all the time, if you didn't get hurt, we would have won a Super Bowl that year. And you think about that Texans team going against Baltimore, and it's hard to find similarities other than than team names, but nobody expected Houston to to be competitive in that game that many years ago, and it, it was a close game. I know everybody or most people are expecting Baltimore to roll in this game, but isn't Baltimore facing the same kind of pressure that the Cowboys were this week? Everybody's expecting them to win. They're the one seed. They've got an MVP candidate at, at quarterback, and you get a team that can come in, play loose with no expectations, and light up the scoreboard. Well, I'll say something about the 2011 team. Everybody wanted Gary Kubiak fired. Bob McNair told me at the end of the previous season, I'm going to give him another season and we're going to get a new defensive coordinator. Well, that defensive coordinator was Wade. And they went from, I believe they were 30th in defense, 32nd in pass defense, and he finished like second. You know, Wade wanted his first choice with Alden Smith and his second 49ers traded ahead of him to get him because Wade was going to the Phillips 3-4, and then Wade wanted Watt, and they took Watt. And we didn't think anything special about Watt during the season. And then they get in the playoffs, and he had the interception return for a touchdown and a victory over Cincinnati here. And the next week, they lose 20-13 to at Baltimore, and Watt had two and a half sacks, 12 tackles, three tackles for loss. Outside linebacker Brooks Reed had two and a half sacks. They played a great defensive game. The problem, not only T.J. Yates, a rookie fifth-round pick, third string, who was forced into the lineup, had three interceptions, and they had four turnovers overall. The Ravens had none. Flacco had two interceptions. So they it was within seven, and uh, that was about as well as they could have played on offense. And they played well enough to win on defense. Next year, same thing. They All they needed was one victory here to get home field advantage, and they blew it. And then they beat Cincinnati again and went to New England and lost a, a well-played game. But um, Wade Phillips one of the best coaches, defensive coaches in history. And uh, as a head coach, you know, his his percentage of winning is uh, is tremendous. The fact that, and I don't understand how this happened, you guys can tell me, in this new league, we lose Wade to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and they put the guy, and I'm thinking, why is that? He lives there. Even though they had to practice in Dallas, uh, he was our coach. Next thing I know, he's coaching in San Antonio. And if he's not here, I'm glad he's in San Antonio anywhere but Dallas. Well, we're happy about that, too. Yeah. And he's. I'll tell y'all, I'm sorry. Let me tell you a great Wade story. So Wade gets hired by the Cowboys. 
and I can't remember if it's Irvin. Somebody got from the Cowboys in the Hall of Fame, and Jerry Jones threw him a big party right outside the Hall of Fame. And Wade's in there, and he's uh, wearing his – he's got this cowboy uh, sweater on with a big star on the front of it. And knowing how much the Oilers, when he was here, hated the Cowboys and their fans. And I asked him, I said, <laughs> he was with Laurie, and I said – I said, when did you get used to putting on that sweater? And he made a motion with his hand. He said, as soon as Jerry signed that first check. (laughs) (laughs) Wade Phillips has got a great sense of humor. In his defense, pulled off the biggest upset victory in Houston football history, and that's why the Texans have a chance to get to the championship game for the first time since the 79 Oilers, they go to San Diego, 18-point underdogs. San Diego had a Hall of Fame coach, quarterback, receiver, and tight end. Oilers didn't have Earl Campbell, Earl, Dan Pastorini, their quarterback, or their best receiver, Kenny Burrow. And, and uh, Vernon Perry intercepted four passes, which is still a playoff record. They won that game with Gifford Nielsen at quarterback. Gifford was oh, wow. a better broad a better TV sportscaster than he was a quarterback. But I told Bob McNair one time, until you win a game to go to the Super Bowl, there's no victory you're ever going to have that will be bigger than that upset of the Chargers by the Love You Blue Oilers of Bob Phillips. I haven't thought about Gifford Nielsen in a long time, John. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the walk well, down just, memory lane. That was good. Yeah, you know, Since I've been writing a lot about history here and what the Texans are, could do, uh, we I revisited uh, that game in that season, and boy, there's not many upsets bigger than that one. Considering not having your three best players, backup running back Rob Carpenter was hurt, and they shot him up with so many drugs. One time, <laughs> he was crawling back to the huddle. He didn't know what city he was in, what game he was in, but he played, and it was an unbelievable experience. Wow, John McLean joining us here on the Blitz, John. Um. Before we let you go, your prediction for this weekend. Texans, do they keep the magical season going, or does it end in Baltimore? No, it ends in Baltimore. I picked them uh, Baltimore 27-20, and I'll give you an interesting stat. In games that Stroud has started, he started 10 games against teams that finished the season with a winning record. He's 7-3. He averages 305.9 yards passing. He has 21 touchdowns and two interceptions, and, of course, the Ravens have a winning record. John, I've got to ask you, though, we make that prediction. Would you be surprised, however, if the Texans walk out of that stadium winners? Considering Lamar Jackson's won one playoff game, and it's a big game for him. He's under a lot of pressure. He's the MVP for the second time. And I've learned watching this season, a team that's 7-3 and and one-score games, what D'Amico Ryans and C.J. Stroud if they were to pull this game out, no, I would not be surprised. Now, now, John, not that I would ever question something that you would say, but our great producer, James Pledger, our resident Texan fan, wants me to ask you if you are aware that Stroud has not lost to the same team twice. Uh, no, I wasn't aware of that, but uh, I am now. He split with the Browns. He split with the Colts, and maybe he will – split with the Ravens where they began the season with a 25 to nine loss. Man, let me tell you, he and the team are a whole lot better. James wants you to change your prediction before we let you go. (laughs) 
Yeah, tell James I'll be happy to bet him a thousand dollars on. Whoa! Game. James says you're on. He says you're on. He says you're on. He didn't even he didn't even hesitate, John. Bam! I I can't make that bet because I don't want to take his money. Well, it'd be monopoly money anyway. Exactly. We all work in radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. The great John McLean. Always appreciate it, man. Have a great week. Guys, thank you very much. I appreciate you having me on as always. Make sure you follow John on Twitter at McLean underscore on underscore NFL and read them at sportsradio610.com and listen to the Utopia podcast. John McLean on the Buyers Barricades guest line where they provide traffic control rental and sales for San Antonio and beyond online at buyersbarricades.com.